Well, joining us to see what's taking place on the market scene today is Ashley Daswa from Sunlam Investments as well as David Shapiro from mm -hmm. Saspen Securities. I know that you both uh, probably have a lot to say about Sona, but I'll, I'll end off with, with that. I just want to start off with uh, how the markets are doing today. Ashley, I mean, throughout the week, uh, we've had uh, some positive moves uh, coming from, firstly, the dovish interpretation of Fetcher Jerome Powell's comments at the Economic Club of Washington. We also had bad news. News, which the market signals as good news with uh, weekly jobless claims yesterday. Um, uh, you had 13,000 additions in the previous week. And then you also have the UK GDP data coming out for the fourth quarter. Uh, the UK uh, narrowly missing a recession. But I can't really put my finger on why the markets are in the red today. What's your reading of what the market is doing today? Yeah, sure. I think uh, what we've seen today, you know, you see that the market closed at about 1.26% down. And of course, you know, when you look at the counters that really are attributed to that, it's largely your, your, your mining stocks. And I think, you know, increasingly we're seeing the likes of like Zaro, your Sibanya, your Harmony down at about 3% average across the board. But of course, I think the sentiment that came from, you know, from, from the sauna, it did affect some of your, your financials counters, which I think is something that, you know, you can't really get out of, you know, what we're just chatting about before the session where, yeah. you know, one yeah. would say that increasingly what we see is just, you know, talk and talk, but there isn't really much that, you know, substantial that can be done. And I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, when we talk about uh, in terms of the government really implementing, there isn't much that has been done. And, of course, a lot was deferred to the Minister of Finance for his budget speech. But again, even there, we still have to expect that will there be any practical and tangible things that are going to be done to really turn around the economy and particularly the energy sector. Yeah, okay, well, let's go yeah. to the zone. Uh, David, uh, just before we started um, the, <laughs> the, the, the shooting, um, we were having an off-air conversation and Ashley was uh, saying how uh, you were tweeting that you slept early yesterday. So um, you can let it all out. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I had to sit through the EFF for three quarters of an hour, which, you know, already my anger levels were up. But uh, I'd love to see something more functional and practical. And, and Zanati, you know, I urge, and I, and I urge everyone just to spend a bit of time going through the numbers. Go through the results. You don't have to go and plow through the spreadsheets, but just look at what companies are saying. And you get a very, you get a far better understanding than from economists. You know, economists sit in lofty towers with plush carpets and they they look at spreadsheets. Whereas uh, if you're down on the ground and have to operate a company, you really feel it. So everything from ArcelorMittal to Astral to uh, um, pick and pay to even to Sea Harvest, you know, mm -hmm. companies like that will tell you what the cost of load shedding and poor transport uh, is what the what the total cost. You know, we know it. We're seeing it in mining production and that. So there's a massive contagion cost. And we have mm. to address it. Mm. You know, we, 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 we can't ignore it. We, we've got to get down on our knees now and start fixing things and, 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 and really, uh, um, you know, making, making things happen. So you can't, all I'm trying to say is understand what it is costing this economy. And it's there. It's there in numbers. You know, I'm not, I'm not letting out steam here. I'm just, yeah. I'm just kind of conveying what I'm reading mm. 
day-to-day basis. Yeah, and it really is so in, in those numbers. David, because I mean, I, I was just saying yesterday that for the most part of 2022, the JSC was really shielded from a lot of the global headwinds. But now you're really seeing the JSC under pressure as these numbers start uh, coming forward. Really now just wondering if investors are really starting to take stock of the disappointing numbers that we're seeing because of load shedding. Actually, I mean, what stood out for you uh, in those disappointing numbers that we did see out of the JSC this week? So I think, you know, to, to the point that David just mentioned now, look, during the course of the week, we saw pick and pay, we saw shop right, uh, with a combined figure of over 100 million rand uh, that they're spending on diesel. You know, imagine, you know, how much more the mining companies, how much yeah. more uh, companies that require a lot of electricity, like your, your fish company that David just mentioned now, Sea Harvest. You know, a lot of these companies, they're really finding that strain. And I think one then, then begs the question of saying, you know, with all this disaster management that is going to be put in place, you know, is that going to be really the real structural reform that we are going to see into the economy, where they're going to introduce solars to help these companies? And how is that really going to be likely be done, you know, practically? Mm-hmm. How are they going to roll it out? I mean, we saw the distribution of vaccine and the like during COVID. There's been a lot of stealing and the like that really happened. But again, I don't want to be pessimistic. Yeah. But I wonder how practically is that going to be done, given the fact that most of the companies, as we've just mentioned, that during the course of the week, companies that came out with their trading statement, they are really suffering quite uh, quite significantly on the on the on the back of uh, of low chain. Yeah. Let's get on to some good news, David. On the other side, um, I saw some of your favorites coming out with good numbers. I think Disney is um, a favor of yours, if I'm not um, if I'm which, not mistaken. Which one, sorry? Disney. I, 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 I couldn't care. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm just asking, like, on the other side. I mean, of course, we have these disappointing numbers coming through, but we also had some good numbers coming out. For example, Disney coming in with good numbers, uh, also with the restructuring. Uh, we also had PepsiCo coming out with good numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're coming through. No, you know what? I think the, the results that are coming through just show the resilience of some of these businesses. Mm. Don't write them off. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't write them off. I think that the media love to have a go at them, have to love, love to have a go at Google and, and all these high-tech companies. They've got massive muscle to fight back and they've mm. got the resources. So, yes, you might go through a few months uh, of, of, of issues, but uh, don't, get, don't get too, you know, don't be too quick to um to throw them away I, yeah. I was just talking to a friend and i say you know it's like it's like the english premier league never write off man united you know they might lose <laughs> I'm, I'm an arsenal man but don't don't you know because they've got the muscle and the power and the fan base to come back to get a new manager to get new players and that so you're never going to find them in number 18 19 struggling on that and that's the same as these big tech companies you know they can mm. get themselves right and i think the one thing we've seen they're laying off thousands of people all of them and they are now you know they've got the message they were profligate they spent a lot so um just just be careful about uh you know being too quick to uh you know to cast these big companies aside yeah all right, let's get to smaller companies actually coming back to the JSC. We had Pan-African Resources coming out with an interim period trading statement. Uh, they expect headline earnings per share to decrease uh, between uh, 31 and 41 percent, uh, reporting a decrease in revenue there, um, incre- a decrease also in production. 
I mean, <laughs> Ashley, is, th- is this just a p- part of uh, Pan-African Resources being a cyclical company? Yeah, certainly. I mean, most of these companies, they do go through these cycles. But, uh, you know, one would ask the question of saying, how are they going to fare through this period? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as, as we have just spoken now about it, you know, I think most of these companies are quite resilient. You know, we've got, they've got a very strong management team. Uh, and of course, you know, one would say look, when you look at the supply chain and, and of course, you know, the cost of doing business in SA is still going quite high. You know, I would assume that, you know, I would, one would think that they'll actually come back quite strong in spite of these muted uh, numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, David, do you look at this mid-tier minor? Pan-African resources. I look at everything. I try and go through all the results. You know, I can't go through them in detail. And, yeah. uh, uh, but but I like to read them to get a feel of, of, yeah. of what's happening. And and it's quite distressing, you know, that um, that their numbers are down. And largely was because of the gold price and gold sales. And that's the nature of, of, of mining companies. Yeah. So when you get carried away with buying miners, just understand how cyclical they are. We saw it in Sassel. Yeah. Cecil had everything in their favor, a higher oil price and a weaker rent, and they still messed it up. You know, I mean, a whole lot of other issues came <laughs> and just wiped it away. But that's the nature of, of these businesses. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Sticking with you, David, with Cecil, do you think that uh, the uh, market uh, dumping Cecil shares on the day that they released that trading statement was an overreaction? No, no. I, you know what? We don't know the story. That was a mm. trading update. Yeah. And I think to get to the bottom of, of why the numbers are, were so disappointing, we've got to look at the actual results, go into the segmental analysis and find out. You know, you know what I always worry about? And this relates even to pick and pay as well. Circumstances can be against the business. You know, it can be the economy and that. But there's also management and you know, it's also structurally as well. And one's got to look for signs of structural deterioration and issues that can be ongoing because of management or poor, you know, poor management. And so that's what I'm looking for. And that's why you've got to see the numbers. You know, we've yeah. got to see the real numbers coming out and go through it like that. Yeah. Then you can make it a proper decision. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to your stock picks, uh, gentlemen. Ashley, what will it be today? Yeah, for me, it was just insurance. I think, you know, they're quite doing well. Uh, and when you look into their management team, uh, in terms of the execution of the strategy, and they even have a quite a long, you know, runaway. You know, having the fact that you know they've just uh, started with RMI, I think they really have got a good prospects for them to do well. Uh, but of course, you know, there could be quite tailwinds. You know, you never know with all these uh, uh, floods and everything else that's going on. You know, they, yeah. this type of businesses get to be caught off guard especially when there's these uh, national disasters happening. Yeah. You know what I like? I, I saw Siemens results out. And yeah. if you're looking for a company that's really positioned for what lies ahead, um, it hasn't been a great favorite, but they've turned it around. You know, in, in Germany, it's office automation. It's a business that kind of um, uh, is involved in building infrastructure and energy infrastructure. Very good numbers out of it. They've got rid of the energy side of it, so um, they they involved in health and that. Just have a look. I think it's it's one of these businesses well placed for for the you know um, digital period that lies ahead. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much, That's gentlemen. It. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your time and for your analysis today. That was Ashley Dasa from Sunlam Investments and Sasfin Securities' David Shapiro.